So I want to start at actually reading part of the scripture that Mark used last week. And I really want to encourage you to, to listen to it and let it minister to your heart. And the context of this story is that it's the tension between what God can do and what money can do, okay? And obviously we're encouraged to focus on what God can do in our lives, that He can do more than money could ever buy us, amen? So we're gonna read Matthew 6, 26 to 34 from the Message Translation. Just listen. Look at the birds of the air, unrestricted and free, not weighed down by job titles, fitting in or gaining acceptance. They live carefree in the care of God and you are of greater value to Him than the birds. Has anyone by fussing in front of the mirror ever gotten taller by so much as an inch? Okay, anyone that is taller, shorter than one meter 60, please raise your hand. Just want to say it's okay. <laughs> it's okay if you have, you know, fussed over in front of the mirror, asking God to not stop your growth. Um, I certainly have. <laughs> so it's okay. Okay. Or spending so much time obsessed with selfies, filters, made you forget your true beauty and uniqueness. All this energy and effort given to needs and wants. Instead, why not walk out into the fields and look at the wild lilies? They will never strive for stress, but have you ever seen such color and design quite like it? Not even the best dressed people in the world could outshine them. If God gives such attention to the appearance of the white lilies, most which are never seen, don't you think he'll attend to you, take delight in you and do his best for you? What I'm trying to do here is to get you to relax, okay? Relax everyone, <laughs> to not be so preoccupied with getting so you can respond to God's giving. People who don't know God and the way He works fuss over these things, but you know both God and how He works. So submerge your life in God reality, God initiative and God provisions. Don't worry about missing out. You'll find all your everyday human concerns will be met. Give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. And don't forget, don't get worked out about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. Wow, how reassuring is this part? <laughs> is the, are these words, you know? And we went on a journey last week about, you know, Mark mentioned it today again, our needs and wants, we have needs and wants and that's fine, everyone has them. But it's the question of how we go about meeting those needs. Are we going to meet them with God or without Him? And that's where I want to continue actually from this part of the Scripture. I want to ask us, how are we responding to what God is giving us? How are we responding? How is our receiving from what God is giving to us? Okay, so how is your receiving? If we are supposed to relax and learn to trust Him, with our needs and our wants. I think we need to learn how to receive from Him first, okay? Because how otherwise are we gonna let go of maybe the old ways or the familiar things that give us security or false security, we think. Okay, how are we gonna let go of them and actually exchange them into what God wants to give us if we actually don't learn how to receive from Him? How we actually respond to His giving to us? All right? And I think the matter of the fact in our lives, 
We are never in neutral. We are never stagnant. We are never not, yeah? So my question is, so what are we gonna do when God gives us? Are we gonna respond or are we gonna reject? Because there's no in between. <laughs> there's no doing nothing with it. No, if you're doing nothing with what God is giving you, you're actually rejecting it. So I wanna encourage us to start receiving from Him more than we've, we've done before. Do you know how God works and who He is, like it says in the text? Knowing Him intimately, not just knowing about Him, because how, how else will we learn to trust Him if we actually don't know Him and know who He is, amen? What is your life? What is my life submerged into? Is it submerged into His reality? into His Word, into His initiative, His provision? Or is it submerged into the culture of, that we live in, into the worries of our world, into the doubts? Or is it submerged into His reality? And that's the journey we want to go on together. Because I believe God is the great initiator. He's the great initiator. He's the great giver, amen? When it comes to receiving, there needs to be someone that initiates. And we know that God initiates love, kindness, forgiveness, peace. There's a giver and there's a receiver. There's always a decision when it comes to receiving and giving. Someone needs to decide to give something and someone else needs to decide to actually receive it. Amen. And we know that He's already decided. <laughs> Now it's on us to actually decide to receive. And I believe receiving always evokes an emotion. You know, what is the emotion that's going to be? You know, is it going to be joy? Is it going to be thankfulness? Is it going to be praise when it comes to receiving from God? So with that in mind, I just want to share three simple things, three simple points, simple points, <laughs> simple points not my first language, <laughs> on responding to God's giving, okay? Number one, God has given us His salvation. He has given us everything, His salvation. You know that salvation belongs to God? <laughs> it belongs to God and He has decided as the great initiator to extend it to you, to extend it to me, to extend it to mankind. He's decided to make a pathway for us to come home through His salvation, through His Son, Jesus, the gift of salvation that we receive by faith. Amen. Acts 4 verse 12, it says, Salvation is found in no one else. Talks about Jesus. For there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. No other name. No other thing. Again, no other safety, no other security. Nothing else has been given by God except Jesus and all that He represents and salvation in Him. Ephesians 2, 8 to 9, it says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from ourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. Don't you think that's amazing? Don't you think that's actually relaxing? <laughs> that it's not my doing, that it's not on me to 
get safe, to be safe, to stay safe, but it's the gift of God. He initiates it and it's my response to that. It's my response, my faith. Salvation, I love that. Salvation delivers us from the power and the effects of sin. Sin has no hold on you anymore. We can fall back into the thinking of it, of actually this is, has a hold on me, but Jesus has broken the hold of sin on your life. Amen. Do you know that? Do you know that? Do you, do you know that? I don't know. I mean, we're all humans. We all have habits. We all have some form of addictions, I'm sure. <laughs> some form that we think has a hold on us. But can I encourage you, even if you need to do it every day, stand in front of the mirror and actually say it to you over your life. You have authority, been given by Jesus Christ to say it over your life. Thank you, Jesus. The power of sin has been broken over my life. I am free, like Mark said, I am free, amen? The power has been broken because Jesus has done the work. He has done the work. He has orchestrated this work for you. Salvation is for everyone who believes and it is part of our armor. Ephesians 6, you know, you can read that at home. We have a whole armor protecting us, amen? Given to us and salvation is part of, the helmet of salvation is part of our armor. You know, God has given everything in salvation and through, for example, the armor of God for us to live effectively, to live freely, to live every day, knowing that we can go to Him, that we have everything we need to live, to live a life honoring Him. So when the thoughts come, when the disappointment comes, the fear of tomorrow, we live in a time where it can be fearful. I want to encourage you to take the helmet of salvation and use it. Put it over your head. I don't know how you do it. Imaginary. <laughs> I don't know. But it's simple. It's remembering the salvation that you have. Remembering the salvation that you have. Remembering that there's no condemnation for you. If you're in Christ, there's no condemnation for you. Remembering that He will work together everything for good for those who love Him. That you are more valuable than the lilies in the field and the birds in the air. And that He will help you deal with whatever comes your way. That's how we put the helmet of salvation on. We remember and we speak the truth over our lives. Amen. And will help us stay peaceful in the times that we are facing. All right. And I wonder, you know, I want to encourage you. Maybe salvation is a long gone memory for you. But it shouldn't stay in the past. It should be fresh every day. It should be fresh in this moment. As you look to Jesus, it should be fresh. Remembering your salvation. Remembering the joy of salvation. Amen. So let's not leave it in the past. Let's bring it right in front and center into everyday life. You have been saved. You have been given salvation by God Himself. You have everything you need. Amen. Amen. Number two, God has more for you. He has more for you. Let's keep receiving from Him. 
I love what Mark said also two weeks ago or something. He said about salvation that it has, means that we've been justified through Jesus, okay? Justified. No one can, you know, can bring a claim against us, but it, we've been justified. It's done. And we are being sanctified right now in the present. And we're going to be glorified with Jesus. But right now, right now, being sanctified, what does it mean? We actually going to continue on this journey of receiving from Him. Receiving from Him. Like every relationship, again, it's not about just this one big event like Mark said, but it's about the day in, day out. And that's where God wants to be involved in your life. Amen? For the young people, you know, it wasn't just summer camp. It's about today. It's about tomorrow. The weeks to come. Every day, He wants to be involved in your life. Amen? But what's it going to be? Are you going to respond to Him, to His giving to you? Are you going to receive from Him? And I just want to highlight this one verse or this one passage of Scripture again from the message. And the context is that Jesus was going through the, through the towns and He wanted to minister, He wanted to serve, He wanted to heal, He wanted to restore, He wanted to set free people. But there were people actually... His people, it was supposed to be His people that did not receive Him. That actually didn't receive anything from Him. He couldn't do what He wanted to do. And then He actually starts talking to a different crowd of people that are willing to listen. So I want to just read this part, okay? Matthew 11, 27 to 30 from the message. Jesus resumed talking to the people, but now tenderly. He said, the Father has given me all these things to do and say. This is a unique father-son operation, coming out of father and son intimacies and knowledge. Again, father and son intimacy and knowledge. That's what you can have. That's what we should have. That's what we can get from Him, this intimacy. Knowing who He is and knowing how He works. Amen. It continues, no one knows the son the way the father does, nor the father the way the son does but I'm not keeping it to myself, amen. I'm ready to go over it line by line with anyone willing to listen. God, Jesus is not keeping His secrets. He's sharing them with us. He's sharing them with you right now, today, every day. It continues, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. I don't think any one of us want to live heavy and burdened. Right? Uh, if, you know, if you know someone like that, run. I don't know. but <laughs> We all want to live freely and lightly. And you know what? It's right here. It's right here. It's in our relationship with Jesus. It's in our response to His giving. Saying, yes, God. Yes, teach me. Teach me. Teach me. A humble spirit says, teach me. Teach me, God. Teach me these unforced rhythms of grace. It's available. Amen. So how can we keep receiving from Him if we know there was a group of people that actually didn't receive? They weren't bad people. 
but they didn't actually see who he was and what he wanted to do. But there were a group of people that did receive, that were willing to listen. So I just want to share three quick things that I think we can keep cultivating in our lives to keep receiving from Jesus. First one is honor. Honor or thankfulness. Honor will keep you receiving from Him. We have a saying in the church, what you honor will work for you. Amen? That's not just a nice saying. It's true. <laughs> honor God. Honor who He is, what He's done. In Psalm 100, 2 to 4, it says, Serve the Lord with gladness and delight. Come before His presence with joyful singing. Know, again, know intimately and fully recognize with gratitude that the Lord Himself is God. It is He who has made us, not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with a song of thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Be thankful to Him. Bless and praise His name. Amen. Amen. Honor the Lord. Keep honoring the Lord. Keep saying thank you. My goodness, this, this enter His gates. If I think about the gates of heaven, the gates of God, that's a beautiful place. And that's what we can do, praise and worship. When we thank Him, we enter His gates and actually we shut out the enemy. I don't think the enemy has a right to, to live in the, in the cause of God. I don't think He has a right to enter the gates of heaven, the <laughs> gates of our God. So why don't we enter the gates of God continuously? When we come here on Sunday, what we've did before, praising Him, worshiping Him, making Him bigger than the mistakes, making Him bigger than the past, making Him bigger than whatever's happening. We're entering His courts and we're saying, everything else, you have no right to be here, amen? And I just wanna encourage you never to take for granted the atmosphere that we are creating as a church. Every person, not one is unimportant in this. Everyone is important to lift up a song of praise, lift up thankfulness. You know, you do not know who's next to you. You do not know what's going on in, in people three seats down from you. They could be struggling really bad. They could be at the edge of, I don't know, losing it. <laughs> but you just being here on time, earlier than on time, <laughs> creating an atmosphere of praise. What you can bring is going to make a way for them because we're entering His gates. We're going to invite them in. Amen? So never underestimate what you can do, what you can bring. A surrendered heart will keep you receiving from Him. Like Jesus, our biggest example, not my will, but your will be done. Again, Humility versus pride. Humility will always, always make the way for God to give more, give His grace, His favor, His kindness. Simple as that. Not complicated, hey? Our faith is not complicated. But it's from the heart. Good soil of the heart, a good soil of your heart will keep you receiving from God. And we've been hearing an amazing series about the four soils. Keep cultivating the soil of your heart, amen? A clutter-free heart, an undivided heart will keep you receiving from God. I was asking myself recently, over the last three years during the pandemic, what is the fruit in my heart, in my life from the last three years? 
what is the fruit? And do I like the fruit? <laughs> Or do I need to get rid of some of the things that maybe have creeped in through the last three years? Because I want to have a clutter-free heart, an undivided spirit that is ready to receive, keep receiving from God. It's a simple question. You can do that in your own time. Just ask yourself, what's the, what's the fruit coming out of my life right now? You can change it. If you don't like it, you change it. <laughs> and get back to a clutter-free and focused heart, focused on the things of God, focused on His presence, focused on others, focused on knowing Him more. Amen? <clears throat> awesome. Number three, we're almost done. <laughs> Number three, are you willing to give away that which you have received? We've received salvation. We're going to continuously receive from Him. And then the question, are you willing to give it away? Are you willing to actually extend it to others? We are receiving to give away. Amen. What would bring glory to God? <laughs> What would bring glory to God through my life, through your life? We've been singing it with the new song. What would bring glory to God? Wouldn't it be more of His creation, more of His children coming home? Wouldn't it be more people realizing that they are loved by God, that they are forgiven, that there's a way home, that they don't have to live separated from Him? Wouldn't that bring glory to God? And you and me actually are invited to extend that, to extend that invitation to give away, to give away what we've been receiving from God. Not so that we are empty, because God will never leave us empty. If we ask Him, He will give us. Amen? But He gives it to us so that we can be full and then we can keep giving to others. I believe that with all my heart. I believe that's what we're doing when we're running for charity water. I believe that's what we're doing when we're coming together for our lift day. Is we're, we're getting ready, we're receiving so that we can actually make a difference in our world. Amen? So I want to encourage you. How can you come to Sunday or anything that where we get together? How can you come to Sunday? Can you come willing to draw from Jesus more for your life, for your friends, your family, your colleagues, more from Him that you can pass on, that you can give away? Can you prepare your heart to receive with this in mind. To be filled and then to actually give it away. How amazing could this church be? And I know we, it's already amazing, but it's going to be even more amazing. <laughs> That's exciting. That's exciting. That's going to give glory to God. Amen. An expansive church. An expansive church. A church that actually reaches, you know, the friends that you have, the colleagues that you have, you know, not just sitting here, going back, like going through the motion, but actually making a difference, actually seeing the family member that is not in the house of God yet, knowing Jesus. Amen. Is that what you want? Isn't that what you want? I want that. I don't just want to sing those songs. I believe for my friends. Blah, blah, blah. No, I want to live it. But it starts by looking to Jesus and remembering His great salvation, that, he, that His salvation that He extended to you. Amen? 
It's not getting familiar with that. It's actually continuing to open our hearts, continuing to keep a clutter-free heart that receives from God, that receives from our Heavenly Father so we can continue to give. Amen.